Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now today, I will continue sharing with you how God plants the seed of love to uproot the destructive seed and roots of lust. Love really does conquer all, but the key in all of it is that you must want to experience God's love. If you are more conscious to pleasing self instead of pleasing Him, then the journey will be a lot harder for you. You have to be more willing to please Him than pleasing yourself. As you do that, you will start to see how God speaks to you. Now, God speaks to you in various ways. The times you treasure the most are the times when you know God is speaking directly to you. The reason is because you see an almighty God become concerned for just a lowly servant as yourself. He takes the time to make your life seem more significant when others have given up on you. But more importantly, when you have possibly given up on yourself. Now, in order to understand this further, let me just share some scenarios with you. So the first one is, you go to the doctor and the doctor has diagnosed you with a disease. You go through all the testings and procedures and even surgeries and all that is asked of you. As time goes on, the physician has told you that they have done all that they can for you as your condition has gotten worse. You have prayed and prayed and prayed, asking God to heal you from the disease. Then one day you feel better and you go to the doctor and the doctor cannot find any sign of your disease after getting several tests ran. You know it was only God that could have given you this miracle and you give him all the glory and not the doctors. So let me share another scenario. You're struggling to pay your bills and have a hard time making ends meet. You haven't told anyone but Jesus of your situation. You keep praying and praying about it, asking him to meet your needs. Then, out of nowhere, you receive a check in the mail. Or maybe even someone walks up to you giving you some money because God told them to do so. It is more than enough to help you in the hardship that you are in. It is at that point that you know that Jesus heard your cries and has met your every need. Now, you may have been silent in telling others, but you did tell the one person who can help you, which was God, even in the midst of your silence. And then the last scenario I'm going to share is you have been praising and worshiping God faithfully, not because you are in need of something, but just because of who he is. You love him, and you don't have a problem with telling him and showing him, regardless of who may be around to see you. As a result, 
you start to see the blessings just coming from him. And you are escalated to monumental proportions just because you showed him how great he is. Now, as you can see from these situations, God will always make himself known, especially as he sees a genuine and sincere heart willing to praise him and give him the glory. Regardless of what is going on in your life, whether it is good, bad, or ugly, you should always praise God for who he is. You should praise him because he loves you and he is a loving father that is always there. Now Psalm 103 verses 1 through 6 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. And again, that's Psalm 103, verses 1 through 6. It is obvious from these scriptures that God does so much for us, and he doesn't have to do anything. It should not be too hard for us to show praises to him on a consistent basis, not because of what he does, but simply because of just who he is in our lives. Now, let me add, it also becomes important for you to communicate with God before things get bad and out of hand. The relationships that you have with other people, such as with family or maybe even with friends, may be easy to engage in because you may feel that you are going to get a certain or possibly even an immediate response back. Now, the same can also be said with Jesus. If you are seeking him daily and communion and studying his word, then you are able to hear his voice also especially as you listen to him through the Holy Spirit inside of you. Unfortunately, man becomes more important to hear from than the Holy Spirit. So it becomes necessary to listen to all of the other voices that are out there that are in your ear. Of course, that is what the enemy is trying to do anyway which is for you to go to everyone but Jesus. The enemy is definitely bringing other people into your life when you have problems in your relationships, especially within your marriage. Please understand that God wants to avoid things from ending from the start, but the key is that you are seeking God to make sure you ask him for the next steps to take. If no compromise is given, then the next thing to do is to go to the Word of God. You have to do as God says to do, keeping in mind that His relationships have been built on one main principal thing, and that is love. Love has always been the main ingredient when dealing with Him and yourself and others. In the midst of confusion, God showed love. Jesus was the true example of love, even when his enemies were against him. 
They crucified him and mocked him and spit on him and beat him and pierced him. Even with all the evil that was done to him, he still showed compassion and love to his accusers. Now Luke 23 verse 34 says, Jesus said, Father, forgive these people because they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Again, that's Luke 23 verse 34. Jesus showed that he didn't hold any bitterness to the people who was trying to kill him. So let me just ask you, would you be able to do the same? Could you actually forgive so easily to someone who is trying to cause harm to you? Now, I am sure that I probably already know the answer to that as I look at things in our society right now. The way Jesus was attacked with being mocked and beaten and etc. are actually still being done right now. People are attacking people and mocking people and beating people and shooting people and cursing at people and killing people. Everyone is showing so much anger and hostility and bitterness and divisiveness. And I keep asking myself, why can't love just be displayed more than hate? Why can't people get to a level of peace being displayed instead of the anger that is being shown? Why can't compassion or forgiveness be displayed more than the attacks or the accusations that are being held on someone? We can all read in the Bible and pass judgment, just as the Pharisees and the Sadducees did with Jesus when they were attacking him. Now, please do not think that the church folks of today can get a free pass either. I'm just amazed and even brokenhearted when I see the constant display of a lack of love or compassion or even kindness that is displayed sometimes for all people, especially when things go to a political level, whether for a person of power or now it's a mask or a vaccine. And as y'all know, the list just goes on. Sometimes I just want to ask them, why are you just so consumed with that narrative? Why is that narrative more important to you than just sharing the gospel to a person, especially since we all are commanded to do that? Then it makes me want to even ask them, how well do you really know Jesus personally because of just, you know, the actions that are being done right now? Not do you know church, not what church you belong to, and not who your pastor is. Do you really just know Jesus personally? Have you met him to where you hear his voice speaking to you? And if so, what has he told you to do specifically for him today, especially when it comes to reaching a lost soul out there? If those questions are asked, I think many people would probably walk away like they did when Jesus asked the accusers, who were about to stone the woman, ye without sin cast the first stone. This is why I am always suggesting for people to look in the mirror first and see their own faults before trying to attack everyone that they see. Please learn how to look at your own heart and try to make sure it is aligned with God's heart. 
So let's get back to combating the seed and roots of lust by displaying love. Please just keep in mind that there will always be other people who may be more physically attractive, more financially stable, more mentally challenging, more sociable, more spiritual than your mate or spouse. The greatest difference is that the person that you have chosen to spend the rest of your life with is your mate. The other person that you may be tempted to be with is not. Keep in mind that if you start to think that there are other individuals out there better than your spouse, always know that the person that you are with could also think the same about you. It does work both ways, so please don't operate in double standards. Just because the enemy may be tempting you with lust, don't think that the enemy can't do the same with your spouse. The enemy doesn't care how he needs to break up the union, whether it is with you or your spouse. His goal is to just make sure that it is broken. Now, I know when you are getting tempted, no one thinks that it is a trick of the enemy. You just think that there are things that are crossing your path and that it creates an interest or a desire or maybe even a fantasy. Then you just conclude that you want to give in to the desire, whether you are married or whether you are single. Either way will be against God, and the enemy knows that. That is why he pulls whatever tricks that he needs to do to just keep you focused on you and what you want versus what is pleasing to God. Please learn how to notice the tricks of the enemy. Please do not give in to the desires of your flesh, especially if you know that it will bring a stain to your body and to your relationship with God. Trust in God's love and know that he knows what is best for you and what you need in your life. Listen to him and don't allow others to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Let God's voice guide you in the decisions that you make, especially in the relationships that you have. You want peace in your relationship and not confusion. Now, I see now that I am running out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.